Hello, welcome back to Jumble episode 35. Today, another ESPN post-related thing. It was a comment, well, I guess it wasn't a comment, it was a post, that said, old guys can sit and have a two-hour conversation just naming old players. So, we're going to name old players and just kind of see where it goes. You want to start? You want me to start? I'll start. The first guy that comes to mind when I think of old players that people forgot about are Darren Sproles. People sleep on Darren Sproles, man. Darren Sproles was a beast in his day. Played for the Chargers, played for the Saints, played for the Eagles. And I think he's one of the best receiving backs ever. Now, he's not one of the best running backs ever, but, I mean, the amount of, I mean, what's it called? Yards after catch. Yeah. The rack yards, or receiving, screw it. Uh, Receiving after catch. The amount of rack yards this guy had had to be nuts. I mean, you just dumped it off to the backfield. I mean, your check down. And the next thing you know, hey, Darren Sproles scored. How did that happen? Modern day comparison, my opinion, Christian McCaffrey. I was going to say James Watt because that's all James Watt does with Patriots. Just catch but I think Darren Sproles could run too. Yeah. That's why. I'm just saying, comparison, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. receiving wise. Like, oh, receiving wise. Yeah, James he's Watt. He's about the same size as James Watt, just a little bit smaller. Yeah, he was very small. But my modern day comparison for this guy would be McCaffrey. Just McCaffrey is a little better. I'm not saying that this guy was as good as McCaffrey that season. He had 1,000, 1,000. But I think he's a similar prototype. For my first one, I've got Jay Ajayi. Oh. This man in Miami was – I'm going to go ahead and say he was, a, he was the modern-day, you know, Derrick Henry. He, he was running over people. He, he was big. He wasn't as fast as Derrick Henry, and he probably couldn't catch as good as Derrick Henry, but he was still big. He'd run over people and kill people. He was on but the when, Eagles team, too, on the Super Bowl, wasn't he? But it? after that, he fell apart. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if he's still I remember still he had a really good he? Super Bowl game, if yeah. I remember correctly. I think so, yeah, but I don't think he's in the league anymore after that season. That's a good one. We're two in. I'm already really enjoying this. Yeah. Uh a player that a lot of people forget about, and my third favorite NBA player of all time, Monte Ellis. People really – this guy was a bucket. Um, he, was. he was on the We Believe Warriors team, very good team, you know, upset the Mavericks. And, I mean, even before that, he was on the Pacers. And a lot of people don't know – Kendall, I don't know if you know this. Do you know he started the tunnel shot that Steph Curry does before the game? He started that. He used to throw him backwards. Yeah. <laughs> he'd always hit one. He'd always hit one. Dude, this guy was a beast. Modern-day comparison, Bradley Beal. This guy can't really play defense. Um, got out of the league because he had some substance abuse problems, as we see far too often. But guy was just a bucket. Bradley Beal's a bucket. That's his modern-day comparison. My next one, I've got the Raiders running back, Darren McFadden. He was good. Uh, I mean, I want to say he was sort of like Derrick Henry, but he did definitely didn't have the truck as Henry, but he had the running ability like Henry. But he's pretty fast like Dalvin Cook, so I think Dalvin's think a better, Dalvin com- is a good better comparison for him. For him. But I really liked him. I wasn't a Raiders fan, but I liked him as a running back. I like McFadden. That's one I forgot about personally. Next on my list, I have Matt Forte. At one point in time, a lot of people would have made the argument that Matt Forte was the best running back in the NFL. Yeah. There was a point in time where that was a thing, and, I mean, Joe's just – Totally forgotten about when you talk about great running backs. I can't remember the last time I heard somebody say, well, Matt Forte back in his day, because nobody does. Um, and the large part of that is he played for the Bears, and at the point he was at the Bears, that was all they had. They did not have anyone else to help Matt Forte. I want to say he got traded to the Jets, didn't he? I think he did go to the Jets. And that's why you don't remember it, because, I mean, like I was talking about with Chris Paul on Thursday's episode, you know, when players suck in their last couple of years, you just tend to forget about them or remember them for what they were in their last year when they actually used to be really good. And 
Matt Forte was really good, and I don't have I'm not I don't have a modern day comparison for all these guys. This is one of the guys that I don't, but he was a beast in his day. My next one I've got Stephen Jackson running back for the Rams. That's Stephen Jackson was really good, and he was definitely a better Ram than a Falcon. I think the Falcons is what kind of ended his career. I think he even played it a year on the Patriots, if I can remember correct. But yeah, he was good, and I don't really know about a modern day comparison because I mean he had the truck. Like Henry, I know everyone I've named so far had the truck like Henry, but I mean, this guy was good. He wasn't half the size of Henry, but he could still he could still get through the line if he needed to, and he could make a play. But yeah, Steven Jackson. Next, the player I've mentioned before, I have Marcus Colston. I would dare say that this is probably Drew Brees' favorite target of his entire career. I mean, this guy got the ball so much in New Orleans. He kind of reminds me of a much better but a similar play style to like a Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, Juju, I don't think, like I said, I don't think Juju is nearly as good yet, but I think like a, what I'm imagining a prime Juju would be is what a prime Marcus Colston was. In my opinion, and, you know, I, I don't know this for sure, but I would bet that this is Drew's favorite target of his career, and these guys connected for a lot of touchdowns. It was fun to watch this guy in New Orleans. I've got Jordy Nelson. I had him too. Jordy Nelson was kind of like the modern – they Devonte Adams. He was That's Aaron Rodgers' favorite target. I mean, they connect for some big plays. Be. Oh yeah, I'm not really sure what happened to him. I know he went to the Raiders. He played he just, half a season and kind of just disappeared yeah. too. But I like Jordy Nelson. I, I didn't have anything against him. He got him a ring. That's main thing in his career, I guess. But he had a really good career, and I just kind of hate he didn't finish it out strong. Yeah, this is a guy that I had on my list too. You know, um, he he was a beast. Like. I think receivers most commonly get forgotten. I don't know why that is, but I feel like a lot of great receivers are forgotten. I guess what I would say the reason for that is, if I had to guess, would just be simply because of the fact that there's so many great receivers that you really only remember like the really, 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 really good receivers, but not just the ones that were, well, I just said really good, just the ones that were above average, yeah. I guess. But Jordy Nelson was great, and I, you know, kind of like I said for Colston, I bet you this is Aaron Rodgers' favorite target of his career. I don't remember. Did this guy ever drop a pass? <laughs> did he? Uh, did, I don't, if he did, I don't remember it. Um, another one I got still plays, but Jimmy Graham. Yeah. At one point in time, like I said for Forte, and, you know, Forte was in the conversation, but this wasn't even a conversation. At one point in time, Jimmy Graham was the best tight end in the NFL. Was it the, uh, Packers. Packers. Right? Another one of Aaron Rodgers' targets, which is why I mentioned him next. But – People forget about him. I mean, understandably so, because the last four years of his playing career have been well below average. But at this guy's peak, honestly, best tight end in the whole NFL. Phenomenal player. My next one is one you said you didn't even know who he was, mostly because he was hidden behind Patrick Willis's shadow. I've got Navarro uh, Bowman, linebacker for the Niners. Navarro Bowman was very good. I thought he was better than Patrick Willis, just my opinion. But where Patrick Willis was the big superstar on the 49er defense, I mean – this guy just kind of had to play in his shadow the whole career. But Patrick Willis coming off one side, Navarro Bowman coming off the other, that was a hard defense to get through. They were very good in the linebacker spot. I can't really remember the safeties or D-line. I don't think they were as good as the linebackers. But I think even the backup linebackers for the Niners were good that time. But I've got Navarro Bowman. All right. The one I can already said, don't really know who that is, so I don't got anything to say about him. Which, you know, kind of stands to reason. Uh, I got another guy that was a member of the We Believe Warriors team. I got Jason Richardson, a one-time three-point contest champion and a two-time dunk contest champion. Which will tell you, you know, how diverse this guy's skill set was. Another bucket. Uh, Modern-day comparison for this guy is Zach Levine. 
Zach Levine is the epitome of this guy. Zach Levine is a three-point shooter, a dunker, gets buckets. He is, I would just say, average defensively. I don't think he's below average, but, like, I wouldn't put him on my best player if I had the choice. But I feel like he can competently defend a average opponent, just not maybe a Luka Doncic. Like, I wouldn't want to put him on him. But this guy was really good. Another key contributor to that uh, We Believe Warriors team, you know, along with Baron Davis, who is the best player in my opinion, and Matt Barnes, Steven Jackson, not the one that played for the Rams, but um, great team, and this guy was really fun to watch. Another one of my favorite players, I watched a lot of Warriors games as a kid, don't know why, because I'm not nowhere close to that part of the world, but um, for whatever reason, watched a lot of those games, so Jason Richardson clocking in. My next one doesn't really have a current day player, you know, but he is modeled after a past player, and he's got similar stats to him, which, I mean, I don't know how this guy's not noticed. Well, yeah, I do. He played for the Redskins, Bills, and Rams. London Fletcher, do you know who oh, he is? London Fletcher was a beast. Uh, like I said, he has the same stats as Ray Lewis pretty much. So, I mean, he should probably be a Hall of Famer if he's playing like Ray Lewis. They have almost but, identical numbers. Yeah, and he's the best, you know, linebacker of all time. So, why nice. is he not up here? But like I said, the Rams kind of hurt you. He didn't really win a Super Bowl with any of those teams. So, I mean, what can you do when you're when your best years of your career is playing in Washington before like this season? They're gonna yeah. be good this year, but that that just hurts you. Yeah. I mean, this guy had a captain patch too. He did. This guy was incredible. I remember him. I actually do. But unfortunate that his Hall of Fame situation is what it is. Um, next on the list, another guy that actually still plays. I have Lashawn McCoy. The Eagles, Lashawn McCoy, dude. Another Christian McCaffrey type like player. I think he's actually a lot more similar to McCaffrey than uh, Sproles was because of his ability to run. I mean, this guy was phenomenal. He could hit the holes, get to the outside, and catch the ball. I mean, just picture this. Look at a football team and envision on that team. You look over on the offense and you see Michael Vick, <laughs> LaShawn McCoy, and Deshaun Jackson. What do you do? Like, just. Just ponder that for a moment. Like, what what do you do? It's like, okay, we got to contain Michael Vick, so put the linebacker over there. Oh, now Deshaun Jackson got burnt. All right, we got to run a cover four. Oh, look, there goes Deshaun McCoy. What what do you do? How do you stop that offense? How did this team not win a Super Bowl? Um, at his peak, a top five running back in the NFL, very similar to Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion, even more so than Sproles. But this guy was really good, and, you know, the reason he's forgotten with many other players, like I had said, you know, He's on the Bucks now. I don't think he played a down all year. Uh, if he did, I didn't see it. So, you know, what he is now is not what he used to be, but what he used to be was an incredible football player that I had a lot of fun watching and even more fun beating Kendall and Madden with. <laughs> <laughs> My next one, I've got one you might know. He played for the Jaguars from 2002 to 2010. He also went to ECU. Uh, I've got David Garrard. David Garrard was a great quarterback for this terrible new franchise he got them boosted up to what they kind of are today you know he kind of built the team i'm gonna say like jacksonville is today yeah the team that got the number still one bad <laughs> one in but i mean he got them noticed because they, they came in the league the one in 15 you gotta what think great guy well he actually won a super bowl this year he's i think he was brady's offensive coordinator yeah if i'm thinking that right so he's got a ring <laughs> but no the jaguars were created in what 1996 94 Ah, uh, something like Before that. Before then, they weren't good, of 90s. course. But they drafted Gerard, and, I mean, he was good. He was a good quarterback for him. I mean, if he lasted eight years for one team, you know, you're not bad. Kind of like Jake DeLong. Yeah, that's another one I was actually going to think about adding. But 
I mean, he had some he had some talent there, just couldn't produce nothing with it. He had Maurice Jones Drew and Fred Taylor, who were two great running backs. I mean, it says here he's had sixteen thousand passing yards. So, I mean, he's not bad. No, it's not bad. That's not terrible. That's two thousand yards a season. That's a lot of quarterbacks don't get that. No. So yeah, David Garrard. Oh wait, I need to do a comparison for him. No, I mean if you don't, it's not a big deal. Cause I don't have one for all mine. I don't think I have one for my next guy. Kind of like a Derek Carr. Derek Carr. That's not bad. Not bad. I mean Derek Carr's pretty good. Yeah, Derek Derek Carr goes underrated a lot. Uh, my next one going to the NBA finally. Um, I got Rudy Gay. Back in the day when he was on the Kings, he was the best player on the Kings, averaging 25 a game. People really forget that. And he had, like, I mean, what, like five years of that? He was a cheat code on one of those two Kings. I can't remember what it was, but he would hit a three from anywhere, it felt like. There was, I mean, a time where this guy was a 25-point-per-game scorer, the best player on his team, played defense, knocked down shots, dunked on everybody. And then I don't remember where it is that he went right after the Kings. I don't think it was the Spurs. He did. I mean, he definitely played for the Spurs, but I don't think that's where he went directly after. Maybe Maybe it was the Pacers. I don't know. I know he did go to the Spurs at one point in time, but I just I can't remember where he went directly after the Kings. But kind of fell off. I remember the team that he went to already kind of had that player that would be your number one option. So he didn't have a lot of choice. But uh, oh wait, I think he went. Didn't he play for the Grizzlies? Maybe it was the Grizzlies, yeah. I think he was there with, what's his name, Zach Randolph. Yep. I think that's where he went. But he was still good, but kind of take a step down. Then, of course, as you get older, your production starts to slow down, which is exactly what happened to this guy. And it's just unfortunate that – and, you know, I'm not saying that Rudy Gay was a superstar nor that he was on pace to be, but, like, people remember Rudy Gay for just coming in the game occasionally and hitting a shot – but used to, this guy dominated the offensive side of the ball and was no slouch on the defensive side. So Rudy Gay's clocking in, and I'm really one of the most underrated NBA players ever. This guy was really, really good at his peak. I've got one that was really good as well. He made a spectacular Super Bowl catch, but I think that's the only thing he's remembered for. I've got Santonio Holmes. He was very dominant in Pittsburgh. He went to the Jets and wasn't terrible, but, I mean, he was definitely more – Rememberable for the Steelers making that toe tap against the Cardinals. That was a great catch. But I mean, this guy, you know, when you think of good receivers, you're not, you're not like, oh yeah, Santonio Holmes, top ten for sure. I mean, he's probably not top ten, but I think he's good. Yeah, he's good. He was good for you know where he was stuck at in New York to finish his career out. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But yeah, Santonio Holmes is not bad. I I will give him a comparison to D Hop, not this year's D Hop, but like yeah, earlier D Hop. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, next on mine, I have. Let's see, who did I have? I clicked off most. Oh, yeah, Gerald Wallace. Gerald Wallace was a brick. He was a Ben Simmons on the – well, actually, it wasn't that bad. But, like, he wasn't great on the offensive end of the ball, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But this guy would lock up your best player. I mean, to hold anyone to a very minimal amount of points. Um, I don't really have a lot to say about him because I can't think of like a specific time in this career where this guy was just great because there wasn't a time where he was just great. But he was really good and played his role exceptionally everywhere he went, really similar to Tony Allen and his time in the Grizzlies. And I think most people remember Tony Allen, so he's not on here. But Gerald Wallace is. <laughs> My next one, I've got one I know you've got, so I'll let you talk about him next. I've got Ray Ross. Count. Nobody remembers this man except for him, you know, slapping in the elevator. <laughs> They say he was a good slap boxer, though. I've never heard that. <laughs> but Ray Ross, when he 
when he was in his prom. Actually, it was good. That's best, the sad he was part. he was like a prom Adrian Peterson. That's no so joke. sad. Is that it's true? Like, I mean, sad. I'll never forget. I, the only play I can remember off the top of my head that I remember, wow, this guy's great. It was like fourth and twenty four for the Ravens, and Dang. Flacco's struggling out here in a collapsing pocket. He just flips it out over the, like right over the line. Ray Rice gets it, and he's juking all these people out, and he dives across the line to get it. I was like, how? How did you perform so that? Good. Oh yeah, he was good. He just kind of ruined his career, and Kareem Hunt did the same stupid thing and almost has ruined his career. But yep. he's kind of turned himself around. But Ray Rice just couldn't ever get turned around. He ended up just you know losing his job over all that yeah she should have at that time especially it was a lot i mean it's, oh, it's yeah. a big deal now but it seems like that's that's just not right man. <laughs> no it's not uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna name three at the same time here and you'll see why um i'm going to name all three of these at the same time and two of these guys do still play but i have uh ray rice mm-hmm. joe flacco yep. and tory smith Yep. It, it's just that whole Ravens team, essentially. And it, it's kind of like the same ordeal with the – I mean, not obviously Flacco's not a runner, but like with Mike Vick, LaShawn McCoy, and uh, Deshaun Jackson. These guys were just a great trio. I mean, for one, people forget how good Flacco was. Flacco is not a Hall of Famer. In my opinion, I, I feel like you could actually make that argument if you really wanted to. But I don't think anyone cares enough to make an argument for Joe Flacco for Hall of Fame. At least I don't. Um, but this guy was great. I mean, won a Super Bowl. Won a Super Bowl. Was Led his team to the Super Bowl. But the Ravens made the same mistake that the Chiefs have made very recently. He said, we'll pay you pretty much whatever you want. And Joe Flacco said, all of it. <laughs> yep. And as far as Torrey Smith... Um, you know, it's not a modern-day comparison, but he kind of reminds me of San Antonio Holmes. Honestly. Yep. Like, he was just... It, like I said, people forget the really good receivers. You remember the great ones, but you don't remember the really good ones. Yeah, that's what's sad. And a really good one here. I'm later on. And you know, he was a really good receiver. That's just what I mean. That's what it boils down to. Honestly, he was not great, but he was really, really good. And I would say that's one of yeah. I mean, I'd probably be one of Flacco's favorite all-time targets because they left at about the same time. Yeah. So this guy was. A very reliable option, and I felt confident that 90% of the time that he got a ball thrown his way, that he was going to come down with it and make a play. Yeah. Next, I've got the cover of Madden 12, Peyton Hillis. Best Madden of all time, this ma- by the yeah. way. Oh, yeah, for sure. This man literally finessed his way onto a Madden cover and disappeared. Like, you never even hear about him no more. Like, I don't know how they decided, let's put a fullback on the Madden cover. I, don't know how I mean, this out. guy really was that good. I mean, this is like the start of the Madden curse. Oh yeah, that's when it really started going. To, well, no, I don't know. There's been a lot of bad, bad outcomes to I a lot of he things was like though. The first one that was. I don't know. You gotta think, Brett Favre. <laughs> there's been a there's been a lot. I can't keep up with all of them. Yeah, it's tough. I think they said it started in like 2001, maybe. I know there's like Maddens in the 90s, but I think 2001 or so is like when it started off bad. But. He was really good. I think the transition from him going to the Chiefs to the Browns or Browns to the Chiefs maybe is the, is the transition the, yeah. I think is what killed him. Same with a lot of these fullbacks. Uh, Kyle Jusek or whatever, when he, when he left, I mean, he's still probably the best in the league, but you don't really think about him. No. He's not utilizing that offense. So, I mean, that just kills you. Transition can be, you know, the best thing for you or the worst thing for you. can be a detriment. You can't really compare with anybody. No, nah, there's no. We don't really use Nobody fullbacks used anymore. Nobody fullbacks anymore. Game changes. No, nah, fullbacks, I mean, I don't even remember the last time that I saw somebody run a fullback dive in a game. 
I really, I mean, I really don't. Like, it just, I mean, it's an honest thing. Next, I have. I'm gonna go ahead and get all my NFL players out of the way. I've only got three left. I've got several left, so I'm gonna get my NFL. I, I'll name two, just to you know. Yeah. Um, I got two more receivers. Actually, I actually have three more. You know, I'll name all my NFL. Two receivers and a quarterback. I'll name all my NFL right here, and then I'll make it closer. Okay. Three receivers: Demarius Thomas, yep. Hans Ward, yep. Greg Jennings. Yep. Demarius Thomas, one of Peyton Manning's favorite all-time targets. Oh yeah, got this guy. Good. This guy is. Um, I, he's kind of like Devontae Adams, honestly, yeah. um, because he was fast, but he was also big and could make aggressive catches. I mean, Another one just like him was Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall too, but Demarius Thomas was awesome. Hans Ward. Um, overlooked heavily as one of the greatest receivers of all time, which in my opinion, probably not top five, but probably top ten. The thing that hurt him is he just got it. He left, and right as he left, Antonio Brown was like starting to become yeah, big. that so hurt. It kind of just made him go on the back burner. Yeah, it did. It hurt. And then Greg Jennings, another – I don't know why we have so many favorite Rodgers targets on here. Well, it just turned it into why Aaron Rodgers is a weenie and complains why about he how you have it. Why he ha- can't win with all these targets. Why he – you know, we're coming back to this at the end of the episode. We're doing, I'm serious. This, that's how we're going to close this off, is talking about all the great weapons that Aaron Rodgers has had over the years. But Greg Jennings was one of my favorites. This was while, you know, he was there when we were in third grade. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Miss Airwood, who we've talked about, and would really like to get on an episode, by the way. Yeah. Um, awesome. It was always cool to pull Greg Jennings cards because Miss Airwood liked him, and that's the, you know, the year they won the Super Bowl. So Greg Jennings, very good player. And unfortunately, I just I think that's why receivers go so overlooked because there's so so many that have been great. I mean, even thinking about the best receivers in the league right now, how many great receivers do we have right now? I mean, like like twenty that are really 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 good. I mean, we, we made that last episode about the divisions. It's hard just to pick just to pick the receivers. The I mean, now I mean, there's so many we could name twenty really good receivers right now. But that's all my NFL. So the rest of mine will be NBA. Okay. <laughs> Well, I got another receiver. I've got Dwayne Bow. This man oh, was good. very good for the Chiefs. I feel like he was more like a Sammy Watkins type player for the Chiefs, though. Yep. Because uh, he wasn't as fast as Tyreek, but he could catch. And uh, that goes unnoticed a lot of the times, especially in today's game. you got to be fast. That's why Keenan Allen doesn't get any credit. Exactly. 100%. He's, he is more like Keenan Allen, actually. I'm glad you said that. But um, this guy, you know, this is one of these players that transition killed. He was so – so good for the Chiefs, and he goes to the Browns, and I didn't think he played that year. I just felt like he disappeared. So, I mean, I just don't know what to say about that. That's just kind of sad. Though. It says he he played for the Chiefs from 2007 to 2014, so I'm guessing 2015 he went to the Chief, or the Browns and just lost. Yeah, lost that makes sense. I mean, that's what the Browns used to be. I mean, honestly, if we're just being honest with ourselves. Yep. Um, one of mine, Al Jefferson. Big Al Jefferson. Oh yeah, was in the All Star conversation for many, many years. I think he he might have got it once, but honestly, I don't think he did. Um, went to the Hornets, played for the Hornets for a while. I was really, really excited when the Hornets got him, and then I watched him play, and I was no longer excited. Um, that's about when he started to suck when he went to the Hornets. You know, which you know, there's there's just those teams in the NBA and the NFL where that just happens. Like we've talked about it before. I mean, it's just like. Just, I mean, Jared Goff. Like, this is what I feel like goes through Jared Goff's head. Sean McVay or whoever tells him, hey, we just traded you to the Rams. Or, sorry, the Lions. Jared Goff's first thought should be, okay, well, my career's over. I mean, <laughs> and I, I mean, the Hornets are one of those teams. Not now, because it does change over the course of time, but um, a very, very good player. And I'm going to name two. Just You said you only had three left, so try to just, you I know, two left now. even it out. Okay. Then I'll name three again. All right. 
Um, Sean Marion, great coming out of high school, had a really unorthodox shot. He had no arc on his shot whatsoever. Um, It looked like a laser beam when he shot it. But a lot of the times it went in, at least earlier in his career, panned out that he kind of sucked. But um, this guy was supposed to be really good, and he had a couple really good years with the Suns, but just never never did what you really wanted him to do. Um, and this this guy's a big what-if in NBA history. It's like, you know those guys like T-Mac? It's like, what if he would have never got hurt? Same thing with Grant Hill. And this guy isn't on either of those levels, but Danny Granger. People were, Danny Granger was a bucket, man. Go watch some of his highlights. He's really good. Um, big, he's, he honestly, he was supposed to be what KD is. Really. He was supposed to be what KD is today. Big score, big boy, could handle the ball, shoot a turnaround jumper, great mid-range game, could hit the three, dunk on you. And, you know, just injury-ridden career. Never panned out. But this guy was supposed to be special. And he was, he did have a couple years where he was really good, but he never reached that level of superstardom that people expected him to. I'm not going to lie, my next one I picked, I don't really know why I picked him. He's not that good. <laughs> but... Is a fun player to watch. He's funny, and he's in the news right now with all the divorce stuff. I've got Jay Cutler. <laughs> that man did not care to throw a ball. He's, he reminds me of Jameis Winston because I mean, if That's he sees, a great comparison. he looks downfield, like, hmm, I can see the jersey on that guy. Let's just let's <laughs> just give it a shot. I mean, just throw it. Like if he didn't see open receiver, he would make a receiver <laughs> just get open. It, they'd be open in his eyes. He would throw it. But he was funny because he didn't care. Uh, he always looked like he just got beat up walking out of a bar coming into play. He, or that or he's just not slept in three or four days. But yes. I thought Cutler was fun to watch just because of how many games he blew. But, you know, like I said, I think the Jameis Winston comparison that's fits great. in well. That's perfect. That's such a good one. I've totally forgot about Jay Cutler. What a stud. I miss Jay Cutler. He was fun. He was fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll name two here. I got four left, so I'll name two and then two. All right. Um, I'll go bo- both my centers that I have left, um, both on championship teams that people forget about. And uh, both of them, very similarly, were not the best player, but were a very important rotational piece of these teams. Uh, first, Chris Anderson, or as you probably know him, Birdman. Covered in tattoos. I mean, had a couple good years with the Nuggets, but mostly remembered for his time with the Heat. Um, like I said, that team had LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. Birdman was not the best player, nor was he supposed to be. But he was a very important rotational piece that I don't think they could have su- succeeded without. I mean, they needed him down low. You always have that tough guy on your team. For them, that was Udonis Haslam and Chris Anderson. This guy was a stud. And then my other center that I have, Tiago Splinter. Uh, played for the Spurs. Again, it's, he's in a similar situation to Birdman. You have Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Kawhi Leonard, and Tim Duncan. Got to throw somebody at the five. That somebody, Tiago Splinter. Did what you wanted him to do. Didn't, you know, take a lot of shots away from the beast, and he didn't take a lot of stupid passes. He made good decisions. He defended the rim low. He was seven feet tall, and he could hit a turnaround jumper when you needed him to. Tiago Splinter was a very reliable center. My last one, I've got Victor Cruz. This man was oh, my that, favorite receiver to watch. I always wish the Patriots could have got him. He ended up leaving New York and went to Chicago, but they released him quickly, yep. I think. That was a really good one. I'm pretty sure health got to him. It did, uh, if I remember correctly. But I loved this guy, and uh, he kind of reminded me of a current day Stephon Diggs. That man was quick, and he had good hands. That's a good one. It's just, like I said, injury, I think, kind of got to him. or It might have been something mental. Maybe. I can't remember. I remember him being great, though. He was awesome. Oh, was yeah. Fun. He was definitely one that made the Giants interesting, too. He actually won a Super Bowl, too. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to mention that much. but Yeah. 
Yeah, Victor Cruz. I got two more. Mo Williams, first off, uh, he was there when LeBron was there at the Cavs in his first years. Um, he was their bucket getter at the time, you know, and then you get LeBron, and it just kind of changes. But, um, oh, yeah, big time. Mo Williams is really fun to watch, and he, he went all over the place, but if you notice, everywhere he goes, whenever the teams would need a bucket, he'd be in the game. This guy was a scorer. And my last guy that people forget about uh, died way too early. Um, go ask Jordan who the toughest guy was to defend, and people have in an interview. He'll say Drazon Petrovic. Yep. And, you know, people think Ginobili created the Euro step. It was Drazon Petrovic. It really was. That was the first guy to ever do these things. Came over, Euro-stepping all over the place, getting buckets. Jordan hated defending him. Pippen hated defending him. Barkley, all these great defenders, hated Drazon Petrovic. Could hit the three, get to the lane with these Euro-steps. This guy was good. People really forget about him in a really short playing career because of a really short life, which is very unfortunate. Now, to close this episode off, because I said we were going to, let's name all the weapons Aaron Rodgers has had over the years. I can name two defensive off the top of my head. Not even defense. Just people he's had to throw well, I mean, to or give the ball to. These are to two them. defensive players that get, set him up a lot that he could not win with. Right, A.J. Well, Hawk and Clay Matthews. I was going to say Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews was one of the best linebackers in the league at his time. Oh, definitely. But offensive, let's, let's just – you name one, I'll name one, and we'll go as long as we can. Donald Driver. Greg Jennings. Uh, Jordan Nelson. Jimmy Graham. Devontae Adams. Eddie Lacy. Oh, I didn't even think about Eddie Lacy. Uh, let's see here. He's had Almond. Did he play with Almond Green? I can't remember. I don't think so. I think that was more Brett Favre. Yeah. God, he's had a lot though. Honestly, just I'm gonna look up some. Is that what you're doing right now? Yeah, I'm looking it up. I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but I mean, Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, Jimmy Graham, Eddie Lacy, Devontae Adams. Uh, you already, right there should win a team. Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb. I forgot about Randall Cobb. Devin Funches is there. Ah, I don't, even know time, but, I mean, he's I don't love Devin Funches, to be honest with you. The thing about uh, defense, too, just defense is crazy. I mean, they've had a lot of good players. He's uh, even got Bakhtiari on the line. Oh, he's got Bakhtiari on the line. Legend. Absolute legend in Bakhtiari. Love that guy. I mean, they just have – he's had so much. I mean right, – Right here is the career receiving leaders – Donald Driver, James Lofton, Sterling Sharp. I forgot about Sterling Sharp. Yep. Um, let's see here. I think Greg Jennings, Randall Cobb, James Jones was good. James Jones, I forgot about. He was really Jermichael good in his Finley. day. I forgot he about Finley. Jermichael Finley. Almond Green was in 2009 is when he left the Packers, so he had Almond Green. Yeah. Because he came to the league in 2006. No, that would have been right. He would have played with him. Almond mean, Green was a good running back. Now, how many weapons can you think of that – Brady's had over the years. Oh, Brady's had a lot, but Brady's also won a lot. No, 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 like really good ones. I mean, Wes Welker, Wes Welker, Julian Edelman. I don't consider. I don't think Amendola was that good. Amendola got a Super Bowl though, and he made some big catches. I think it was just because Brady. I'm gonna say Chris Hogan too though. I'm not. I'm I'm saying he was good there though. That's Brady's good. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. Let's let's put it this way. Let me rephrase it before you continue. Players that were good otherwise too without Tom Brady. Oh, well, Wes Welker, Gronk, say, Randy, well, Randy Moss. Moss. I don't say you can't say Randy Moss after he left, but before Wes, he got there, was good. Wes Welker, Randy Moss, Gronkowski. Wes Welker wasn't good when he left, though. He was good for one year at the Broncos. One year. I give it to him because Wes Welker was really I good. See. Is that it? I mean, obviously he had a, I can still name more that he's had. That were why, but, but they were good elsewhere. That's it, right? I think so, yeah. Welker, Gronk, Moss. He and, and Troy Brown, but I don't know if... And have... Else. Do I recall Brady complaining about not having a tough talent around him ever when he was at the Patriots? Nope. My point Brady's is that, made talent. 
Made talent. So that's the difference. Rodgers wants talent. Brady made these. The only like, time Brady's ever got mad at his receiving cores when he took a big pay cut and Wes Walker left to go. And Wes Walker left. The, yeah, that was tough. But, jerk. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll end with that. Kendall saying Wes Walker's a jerk. Well, he was. I'm okay with him now. At the time, it's at the time it stunk. It took three years of healing. Yes, <laughs> but you know that just proves that Brady, greatest ever. I mean, it, it just is what it is. There's levels, and nobody will ever be on Brady's. But that's the end of episode 35, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, tell me how many of these guys you knew. You know, if you go through all the way through, keep track of how many of these players that we said that you have actually heard of. So, send us some video ideas too. Or- yeah, send in ideas. We yeah. can always use them, you know, especially basketball season's coming to an end here. So yeah, we, we got a gap. We got, Twitter, we yep. got it all. We got it all. Thank you guys for listening. See you Thursday. This goes out Tuesday. I'm out of here.